You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 45 on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wonton, or simply just Anton. And coming up, Reach from the Soju Talk Nation, one of the OG Gochu Gang, Harold's homies, patrons on the server. And we really get into uh, kind of the, the old folks side of K-pop, you know, Uh, a lot of a throwback Uh, we talk about 2000s k-pop where it all began for reach and uh he he mentioned a a number of artists that i can only recall by name um i i honestly was drawing a blank as far as their their music and music videos Uh, i think just that period of time um aside from the the struggle for finding media on the internet the very early days of the internet um, I can't really remember very much aside from Girls' Generation. So um, really cool that Reach was able to, uh, you know, open up this time capsule of artists that even my myself, uh, being a 90-year-old, can't recall. Um, so uh, for those listening, you know, check out the, the artists that he does mention because I think it's really cool to have a bit of history within K-pop and, you know, kind of seeing where it all began. Back in the olden days, you know, back in the early days of not just uh, K-pop and exposure to Western audiences, but the Internet and how uh, K-pop and the Internet have both coincided as being part of the information age and where we are today. So, uh, yeah, you know, shout out to Reach. Um, Yeah, yeah, we get into a lot of things. And also we talk about uh, Jay Park and IU because I I could not help myself. It had to be. All right, uh, let's get into it. Coming up, my chat with Reach on the Soju Sessions. Joining Soju Sessions this week, another member of the Gochu Gang, one of the OGs. He's been around for a minute. Um, you know, he's always popping in and giving his three, his top three every week, um, like clockwork. So I can always rely on him to kind of set the table there. The one and only Reach. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. I'm it's excited. Reach. Reach. Hey, man. Um, yes. No, I think this is going to be the first time that a lot of listeners are going to, you know, experience kind of you and your personality. And, um, you know, I'm really happy to have you. Me and, too. This, uh, thank you for the interest. Uh, you know, I am not the most active, but I do uh, go through every channel. I'm not, not necessarily, you know, chatting as much, but I'm always there. Your presence is definitely felt and definitely your positive energy and, uh, you know, your your contributions every week to the Soju chart um, <laughs> are definitely well, um, you know, well, well worth it and well, um, well received. So, yeah, man. it's yeah, the highlight of the discord. <laughs> right, right. Excellent. All right. So we're going to get into uh, the origin story for you, sir, and kind of where it all began with K-pop. So how did you find K-pop oh. and what were the early days for you? Um, you know, kind of being a fan at the beginning and then, you know, kind of growing and changing as the genre went along over the years. Okay, so I think I'm one of the older members in the Discord. Um, and I've discovered, well, it's kind of uh, unique. Uh, usually the first time I heard about anything Korean is actually around high school. Uh, it's through, um, I forgot his name, but he was like a, an upperclassman. And he carries this folder, uh, you know, back in the day. And he had a picture of, he likes a bunch of like racing models, right? And so he had lots of pictures in his folder. And then I was like, hey, who's that? I'm like, oh, that's a, it was a picture of Boa. Yeah. So, and at the time, I like, all I listened to was rock, punk rock, that genre, that was my go-to genre at high school, and then 
this picture of Boa, and I thought she was just really pretty, so I'm like, I just searched it, right? You know, uh, high school boys, what are you going to do? And back then, searching wasn't that great. Uh, I was in high school, I think it was 2005, I think, 2004, I'm not sure, I don't remember. It's in the 2000s. I know I graduated 2006, so. Um, I forgot how I searched back then, but I, the only thing I was trying to find out, who is this Boa? Why is he? <laughs> and, uh, and then I found the first song, the first K-pop song. Would you count Boa as K-pop? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It was Atlantis Princess. Song. That is a throwback. That I, I recognize the title, but I cannot tell you anything about the song. I can't tell you yeah. anything. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, you know uh, it was very fresh. It was very new. I didn't understand the language, but I like the voice. I like the music. I like how it sounds. And from that that point on, I looked her up even more. It was really hard to find music like that. I have to download it. And then downloading took hours <laughs> if you if you don't if you're from back then. Yeah, no, I echo everything that you felt back in the mid 2010s, uh, 20 2000s or thousands. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think the search engine I used was Yahoo. Um, I think that was like Yahoo. a little before Google like really popped off. I think Google did exist, but definitely not known the way it is today. Um, and the downloading music. Yeah, I 100% feel that. It took two hours to download one song off of uh, either Morpheus or Kazaa. Um, Kazaa, oh my god, that's my, that's my platform. Yeah, and and then it gave your computer a virus, and you'd have to reformat your computer every two weeks. Um, but you Precisely. had the music, but you had the songs for free. It was it was kind of amazing. It was it was the Wild West back then. We had no idea what we were doing. Was um, but I'm me- glad. Go ahead. I'm glad you can uh, echo my sentiment. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I mean, I was around back then. Um, I was looking for. That's how I searched up anime back in the day. Mm. So that that was my uh, my resource for finding uh, different shows and things I wanted to watch. Um, I can tell you, really? the original Full Metal Alchemist was uh, was how I uh, first got introduced to downloading things. Either through Kazaa or, or uh, Torrents back in the day, the original Pit Torrents. Torrents and Kazaa, yes. Yeah. P2P. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you bring Heart back days. so many memories. Um, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then One Piece, the original One Piece, the, uh, oh like the God, first like yes. three seasons or so. Uh, I try to re- rewatch some of those episodes today, and it, it definitely feels like it's 30 years old. I'll just say that much. <laughs> yeah, even the resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some yeah. depending on the site, I mean, it has been remastered a bit, but I think just the art style definitely is dated. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think it, there's still nostalgia, right? Because it takes you back to a time, uh, a simpler time, I think, in a lot of ways of, you know, finding, finding media, finding things you're interested in. Um, well, let me, let me ask you a question about like lang- the language barrier. So you had to bring up the uh, not being yes. able to understand music. What was that like for you to kind of experience music as just the sound? And the quality of the sound and what appealed to you without having to or without knowing um, the translation and the lyrics because i think today it's very easy for us to quickly google search the translated lyrics or even romanized lyrics if we want to sing along but back in the day it was even hard to like find artists much less the lyrics and the translation what was that like for you during those initial you know periods in discovering k-pop not understanding the language but being extremely um interested in kind of the way it sounded mm. well back then I, I wasn't i didn't really care what the meaning is so i, I didn't really care what she's saying i just really enjoy melody and how it sounds and because i was uh, i think i was in band so i uh, you know i play instruments so i enjoy you know i listen to the background music and that's as important as the lyrics to me. So if I enjoy something, which in this case, Atlantis Princess was great. Um, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't really care what was said. Uh, not that I didn't care, it's that it doesn't really... I didn't, I didn't want to know what she was trying to say through the, 
song. I, I really, I just enjoy the songs for the honestly, that that makes sense. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Because I think you having a background in music, it makes a lot of sense that regardless of how the music is sung, um, whatever language it's sung in, um, you understand the quality of how it's produced and kind of the composition. Things that I I've tried to learn over the years. Thank you, Warren, for always talking about it on the main show. But I think because you have that background, um, it does resonate a little bit differently for you. And I think that's a cool way to kind of um, have that cultural exchange through music, simply because it sounded nice. Um, and not really seeing that there is a, a language separation, right? Um, yeah. So, so how did that change for you? I mean, just over the years, you know, searching things up, having more access, Google existing finally. Um, how did you grow as a person as K-pop was becoming more popular and kind of being a part of your life? Well, interesting enough, K-pop wasn't that big in my life per se. It's only BOA, right? So finished high school and then about... High school through mid-college, I still listen to rock and boa, <laughs> right? And then uh, in college, I got my first job, and my co-worker was Korean. And this person is really one that opened the door for me, right? She uh, she recommended me watching Korean movies, Korean dramas, because she likes that stuff, right? So she recommended me, um, oh, no, I forgot. Title, but it was like, oh yeah, it's my classic girl. Yes, classic a movie. classic, a classic, hundred percent. I yes, think yes. everyone so, knows that movie, that title, just just yes, inherently in their spirit, right? That's a remake, but this is the original, and that really kind of opened the flood doors. I'm like, wow, there's this whole world, whole country with a uh, all this, uh, you know, like just great things. I guess waiting for me to discover, right? And that was like the turning point when I start listening less to American music and get into more Korean pop. Uh, I start find out, you know, Kara, right? Sonia uh, Side, and I think also I remember there was like this crazy news of a. Some company, if you never heard of them, called SM, trying to produce a 13-member boy group, which is super junior, which was crazy back then, right? We were like, what, 13-member? Thought, and over here, we only have, like, NSYNC. Uh-oh. I'm not going to even guess, because I don't know. Five members? Four, four members? Five members? We're going to get killed. It's fine. It's it, Justin Timberlake is the only one that still performs and Ooh. acts. Okay, Chris, he said that, not me. Okay, guys. I mean, they're all great people. They've all done many things in uh, entertainment over yes, the years. Yes. But Justin Timberlake is still uh, in the consciousness of a lot of people, and he's still doing great movies. Um, yes. but, but yeah, I totally feel the feel that right when you first experienced like that large number for a group. Um, I think for me it was Sonishide when it was like nine people. Nine, nine girls in a group and it's like oh well, what is this what's happening and trying to pinpoint and like track every single one of them and then learning about them slowly it's like okay i'm invested in each one differently the uh, the revolving door of who is your favorite right so i can yes. only imagine when a uh, super junior was introduced to you and you're like what is this why are there so many boys on the screen um it, it could be uh overwhelming but kind of exciting i imagine very exciting it's odd 13 members really odd back then but that's self and everyone really bought to it and you know they blow up and thank them get to find k-pop you know yeah. and uh and the first mv i ever downloaded i'm it took a couple days it was g <laughs> yeah Wow, sir. I think we we uh we have a, the same starting point in a lot of ways. So I think you probably downloaded back in like what 2010. I I think that's when, when when that song came out like 2005. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, let me look it up. In the early days of uh the internet, because um I I remember YouTube starting. I think it was 2010, 2011, and yeah. that was like one of the first music videos I had like watched, and I was like, what is what is happening? Um, I, I've told the story before, but that was like my first introduction to K-pop coinciding with um, using YouTube 
just far more frequently as a medium, right? Because I think for me at that time, I was still downloading things. Um, I no yeah. longer download things illegally. So if uh, anyone's listening, I am very much, I pay for my media. I uh, watched the YouTube and I pay for my Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, so that was all me. But um, yeah, back in the day when you kind of had to download things because that was the only way to find media. So things like um, Ghost Generation and just music videos in general. Um, but I think... Mm-hmm. G was the first music video I, or maybe not first, but like it was one of the music videos I distinctly remember being <clears throat> incredibly um, helped by the fact that it was through YouTube, right? It was being shared around through my friends group. We we're all talking about it. We can post it on Facebook. That was kind of wild. Um, and uh, I, I know I just have very fond memories of kind of the initial days of the internet kind of shifting and transforming in that sense. Um, you mentioned uh, the, your friend that, you know, you, you bonded with, you, um, you formed this friendship. How has that been kind of building relationships over, um, over your life through K-pop? Um, which, you, uh, go ahead. which friend are you talking about? Oh, your coworker, your coworker. Oh yeah. Oh, well, it's funny because I only see her when I'm working, right? <laughs> but, uh, in that, like I was part time, I think I'm working for like four to five hours like that. And while I'm working like, uh, Chinese uh, takeout uh, in inside the campus, right? So it's it's kind of chill. It's not as busy as it is in a if it was a real location outside the campus. And uh, we would talk. Well, she would tell me a lot of much Korean stuff, like Sassy Girl, for example, as I mentioned. And then she also um, teach me the language. Like, so this is the first time I learned my first. Of course, it's a uh, Bian. Sorry, <laughs> first what I ever learned, uh, and then Anyungaseo, of course, and um, that from that point I made the effort trying to understand the lyrics at this right, and uh, now I can understand them. Watch Korean media without subtitles; it's all good. Really, Reach, this yes. is a, this is amazing. Um, how how long did it take you to? I guess when did you realize that you you were um you you picked up the language to the point where you could understand it without subtitles? Um, like how how many years I guess into your K-pop slash Korean entertainment journey did you realize like oh I got this? Um, have you heard? It was actually through a variety show. So, um, have you heard of a variety show called? Invincible youth. I, I, I know that title. I just honestly can't name it because all the variety. It's it's a, it's older variety show, right? It's much older. It's, it's very old. Yes. Um, if yeah. I, I let me let me tell you the name of the cast. It's a Yuri and Honey from When You Today. Yes. Okay. And then there's Kara from Kara. There's uh, a secret member. I forgot her name. Sana, I think. And Teu from G.O.D. So the premise of the show is like family outings, if you remember what show that is. But it's with idols, and they go to a, this farm, and they just pretty much do what family outing does. And back then, subtitles is non-existent. So, but the show doesn't stop for subtitles. So I kept watching it. You know, episode one, episode two, I just... I don't understand that bit. And con- concurrently uh, learning Korean from my friend, right? I would ask her, hey, what does this mean? What does this mean? Just words. Uh, I just know words. So as the as I watched the show, episode 10 and, go, and on, I would pick up, oh, that means this. But I don't really know what they were talking about, but I know it's about this, right? And then thanks to that show, uh, just keep. I just keep on watching. Keep on acting. At one point, I'm okay. All right, all right. And then here we are. That is incredible. Um, I it, it gives me faith that I can eventually one day pick it up if I just watch everything raw with no subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's kind of amazing that you have a coworker who essentially like was your your guide, your shepherd to uh, to language, right? Um, no, I think 
I think that just the timing, the confluence of events, the fact that we watched experience media at a certain point where, yeah, there, there were no um, sub subti- subtitle groups on the internet yes. like like that there are today, yes. right? Um, yes. We we definitely had to had to go through it. Um, no, I think for me, I think because of uh, kind of the the barrier of that, I, I slowed down in the early 2010s. Uh, I think I had like a year or two where I was super into it. And then I was like, well, this is really hard to understand. There's no subtitles. Um, unlike anime, like Japanese media, I think that was a little bit more accessible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this case, what's like K-pop, it's like, I, I really want to like this. I, I can only consume so much. Um, I think for you, you stuck with it. And um, I think you're all the better for it because now you are a, a, a K-pop, uh, a Korean language teacher. You can be a Korean language teacher with Nina. She is uh, Nina Sensodim. Um Both of you <laughs> will uh, will have that title for forever. And um, yeah, that that is it. We've we've called it. So uh, I will. I am. I am far from teacher. <laughs> no, you uh, you you are far ahead of uh, of me and many other people who are trying to learn it. So um, I definitely um, you know admire just your ability to to pick it up. Um, which is which is amazing, and it's a cool thing that K-pop and Korean entertainment has done that, right? Where you've connected with another human being in a way where it's enriched your life. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I would say that you're close to bilingual. I mean, maybe you're not like speaking it, but I think understanding is like the first part of it, right? Um, you know, kind of transferring that over into finding communities online. How did you navigate the internet? during the 2000s and 2010s and then how did you find soju talk and how did you find this space to kind of continue on in your k-pop fandom hmm 2010 and internet i you know i didn't consume a lot of k-pop or the internet i i don't remember because it wasn't accessible enough there and there wasn't in uh Videos or you know, K-pop video today is curated to be out on YouTube, right? But back then, there was no such thing. Um, I think I I use internet mostly just play games <laughs> and uh, search, you know, your papers, whatever. But I think when I don't know when YouTube was really produced one one. Um, yeah, when uh, YouTube get into, I mean, K-pop get into the YouTube game, I'm not sure. That does sound like it aligns. Um, I, my memory is very hazy of 2017-18 of uh, YouTube and K-pop. All you know is um, there was a maybe like three or four year period after Gangnam Style. That there was just a lot of K-pop music videos, but I don't remember the, it's the, uh, the, the time when... Um, like broadcast companies would actually then put content specifically mm-hmm. onto YouTube, but that does that yeah. does align though because I think at that point um, it was becoming far more international, and the uh, involvement of the audience was starting yeah. to open up through Produce One Hundred One. Yeah, I, yeah. Back then, I don't think YouTube was a big thing in Korea. That's why they didn't really use the platform. Um, I do remember watching Big Bang. You know, a bunch of the the big three. Not, well. I think mostly YG stuff over the YouTube, uh, like, 21. Um, but other than that, YouTube wasn't the platform to go for K-pop, for me at least, back then. I, 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 I just I just searched Yahoo, or I think, I, I think we were using Google back then, at, at that time. And I would just go to the first link, you know, Google first link, whatever, whatever site pops up, that's where I go. Yeah. yeah no that yeah no i think that's how a lot of people like go through google right i think we yeah i don't, I don't say we but i think it's, it's very easy to search something and then just go to the very top um mm-hmm. even just go to the first page of links right um i think it's just something that carried over how did you find soju talk um how did you soju. find the the podcast and kind of the discord okay so first that's how i find out about podcasts in general right um, I have a desk job, and even more so, it's a desk job where no one no one bothers me, right? I just go in <laughs> nine to five, you know, goes through go through my tasks and go home. Do this, so I started bringing my 
why uh, my earphones and then listening to music and then as time goes on like well what's this thing called podcasting and then i was looking up joe rogan was the very first podcast i've heard and then hmm i wonder if there's anything about right so i look at k-pop and there wasn't many to be honest uh there is uh, these two guys that talk uh k-pop that was the only i think k-pop podcast that was available at the time and then as time goes on i there's a couple more popping up here and there and then soji truck was one of them so i i listened to them like wow these guys no filter you know <laughs> they uh because you know the podcast they're talking about serious stuff in a serious tone. And then, you know, Doug, Warren, they were, they were, the, they were the louder, you know, uh, bolder. Didn't kind of, hold, don't hold back what they were talking about. They were pretty honest. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, so I started listening to them. And that's how I discovered Soul's Talk. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have a rapport about the uh, between each other, right? And just how they think about music and how they analyze uh, kind of the big picture, but also mm-hmm. trying to um, experience the moment and you know finding that balance. I think that balance is very difficult, yeah. um, and it all stems from the relationship that they have with each other. I think Doug Warren and Anita definitely bring different things to the table. Um, this week in particular, I think they they did a nice job ba- balancing each other in a lot of ways. Um, with uh, the Jay Park and IU song uh, specifically. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, I think that well, was a really good example of them just like, oh, yeah, they have a little, little bit of uh, a different perspective on how the song was um, executed and uh, kind of still landing in the same place, but at least giving us kind of a wider scope of what the song did represent to them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but so what you talked was originally four members, I believe. I, uh, yep, I, I went back to some of right. the, the OG episode one and two. There were four little uh, talking bubbles. It was just that. Uh, I think they had their um, their like laptop microphones. Yeah, yeah, I was looking. I was looking through your uh, guidelines. What we're gonna talk about, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what's what's the first sort you talk uh, episode. I was looking. I mean, I, I listened to. It was uh, I forgot what it was, but it was about plastic surgery. Right, because uh, in the beginning they were talking less about K-pop, more about, I guess, the K-pop culture. They were talking about training days, about what it takes to become one, and then you know all the ins and outs of it. And um, I was like, oh my god, I forgot they had a fourth member. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, back in the day, they were they had very specific topics, right? They didn't review music yeah. as the focal point. Yeah. They had um, things that they wanted to discuss as a kind of an open forum between the four of them. Um, yes. Yeah, those, those were really interesting back in the day. Um, you know, with with the format change, perhaps they bring some of that back. I think that'll be kind of interesting. But uh, I think sticking to K-pop right now is kind of their bread and butter. And it works really well, right? So with kind of the relationships that they have and... How that how that's transferred over to online and the Discord. Um, how has your time been on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord? I mean, we we are definitely contributors every week with the um, Gochu Gang vote. Um, but what's it been like? You know, kind of being a patron, 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 right? Um, and you know, kind of you know, scoping out each channel, you know, here and there, you know, popping in when you can. Well, compared to the first time I joined, this is that's a lot less channels. <laughs> uh, I think I remember we celebrated like hitting 50 or 100. I forgot what it was. Um, back then, it was, yeah, we, back then, uh, Doug and Warren is uh, a lot more. The presence was in the Discord. It's like their chat room. But, but as it becomes bigger, you know, uh, naturally, that would let the, the members do most of the activities. And yeah, I usually, because I listen to girl groups a lot. So I go to Queens a lot. I go to K-pop channel. 
with the reactions, you know, all the all the news media, I check all those. And on the Soji Talk, you know, the Soji Talk panel, the Gochu Gang, Minikan. And yeah, and then True FM was, uh, <laughs> was fun. That's the first time uh, I find out what Slash FM is. I downloaded it like two years now. I've been using it. It's fun, counting. For some reason, I don't know why it's fun, but it does. And yeah, I enjoy the banter when we uh, when we cover Growth Planet uh, or Ireland or the Produce or the Chinese Youth with You shows. I love this Discord. I love to say. I love your approach to everything where you are um, kind of omnipresent. You kind of float between all the different channels. Um, like you said, you're, you're not super active. Um, I, I can't pinpoint like a time where you were like as crazy as Bagel and I over Itzy or as <laughs> uh, as uh, insane as Chu can get. The, the Chu Last FM channel is a, is a monster on its own. Uh, I love everyone there. Shout out to Delmonic, Biff Miller, uh, Nina, Zondi, uh, OP. Koala, Q, who else am I missing? I apologize if I missed anybody. Uh, Ara is there occasionally. Yeah, we are, we are a wild bunch over there. Uh, I appreciate that you do stop by. Please don't be afraid of us. Um, but then for me as well, I, I'm in Queens a lot. Um, and the, the threads have been really helpful to kind of focus in on super, certain um, groups. Yeah. I personally love them. Uh, I could understand the hesitation to kind of incorporate them early on just because you do still want things to flow in specific channels but I, I think for me i'm the kind of person that likes to update on specific groups that i like and mm -hmm. kind of managing and navigating did someone just post something oh i don't want to drown out their post with with my flood of photos now with the threads i'm i'm very much relieved that i can wake up in the middle i can wake up at my time post something that stacy posted at 1 a.m in california and I'd be like okay good like i could post all their photos um, so that, you know, that's been a nice little quality of life um, adjustment on, on the server. So, um, yeah, no, thanks to Doug Warren and Anita for, um, you know, organizing things um, and letting yeah. it be an ecosystem on its own. I think that's what's really cool about it, right? It's very self-sustaining. Um, and I think we, we've all done a nice job to kind of make it our home. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, the banter, kind of the talk and the music talk. So uh, we've got a couple new songs this week. Uh, I'd like to go over this week in Soju Talk Music with you. You know, we do have three songs, but I do want to focus on specifically one song. And I think that's what we're just going to get on to today. We've got Jay Park featuring Ayu with Ganadara. Um, this, is, this, is, this is a lovely song. Um, Reach, what are, what are your thoughts and feelings about, you know, this collaboration, this song, this music video? Um, and how does it make you feel? You know, like, what, what are the emotions that it pulled out of you? You know, um, this reminds me of what Jay Park does in the beginning you know like uh joa that song that one it reminds me of that kind of vibe and for some i listen to it i repeat the whole day uh, so i listen to for eight hours just whatever and i love this song uh great choice of featuring artists um, what more can I say? It's a good song. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what, what is your approach when you experience a song for the first time? Because uh, I know Warren does like to mention he listens to the song several times through first and then goes into the music video. Um, are you a more visual, um, I guess, visual learner? Or do you like to get the auditory experience first before you transition over into like the music video and that presentation? Well, I... I'm not really a music video watcher so you can say i am i listen to music more than watching the mv uh, i do watch the mv uh but i rarely go rewatch the mv uh maybe once in a while um partly because i listen to music mostly at work and when i'm driving uh at home i like to watch like uh non kickbox you know like well Korean content, but not watching music videos. That's like, you know, the variety shows here and there, but more idol-centric shows like Weekly Idol or 
MMTG or Tenkan Dance, you know what that is, right? Um, um, I mean, that's how I consume hip hop and Korean content these basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into the song a little bit then, um, because you know, I, I think. For me, it does hit the the chill R and B, chill hip hop vibe that I particularly love. Um, I think I I have a reputation of not listening to uh, boy groups, soloists. <laughs> um, but if they come out with a song that's in R and B slash like light hip hop, I'm I'm all for it. So I think I mentioned this in last week's episode. Kai's album is like one of my favorite albums in most recent memory. Oddly enough, um, but then Jay Park with this song, it, it very much strikes that chord of being extremely chill, but you know has the R and B vibe. Um, I think Dean was the comparison. Um, yes, that's a good one, right? Um, but what are your thoughts, kind of, on the the way that the song played out as far as the the meaning behind it? So I I hope this is correct. I looked it up on on the internet. Reddit told me Ganadara um, are the first four letters in the Korean alphabet. Um, it's, yes, it's kind of what yes. it represents, right? So for me, my interpretation of it is that it's uh, about elementary love, kind of the the A B A B C A B C Ds of love, right? Kind of the um, you know how you introduce yourself, what you want to be to someone, what you want um, to teach each other as far as love and relationships, um, but then also paired with the visual of IU standing up, Jay Park. Or at least seemingly <laughs> to stand him up, um, where, he, where he sits on his couch, he cries, he's about to delete his her phone number, only to be told she's here in studio. Um, you know how you how do you feel like all all of that played out, um, kind of in, you know in a playful way um, between the lyrics um, and the composition with the story that was playing out in the music video. Well, crispy. You know, I don't really. Uh ever dissect music that way i uh, mostly just uh, listen and enjoy but if i have to try you know um i think you got you on the spot you know anadara mabasa which is like the continuation uh the abcd uh if you just look at the chorus uh he was talking about take my hand uh let's 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 do this from the beginning, sort of a vibe. And he got it. I don't know what more to say. I don't analyze music as much. No, no, uh, you're you're good. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just I'm just curious to get like your perspective on like the lyrics because you you understand it far more yes. naturally than I do. Um, Jay Jay Park is Korean American. Um, Korean is not um was not his primary language, I believe, growing up. Do you feel like he conveyed that message clear enough um, for someone who um, can understand both Korean and English? Hmm. Yeah, you see. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I again, I I tend to just enjoy the music. Um. I don't want to say, I mean, <laughs> I guess he does convey it. Um, help me out here. Yeah, yeah, no worries, man. I, 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 I think he does. I think it, it's, it pairs really well with kind of what they were talking about on the show, where it's light, it's playful. Uh, there's a hint of truth to kind of what happened, where mm-hmm. uh, it, it probably is very expensive to have IU on set for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, right? Um, and also, maybe she's just really busy. And that's all they can get it for because uh, I think the way the music video played out, that when she finally arrived, she 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 did she did what she could. She she looked beautiful, you know. She was just swaying. She didn't really have too much to do, you know. She was kind of mouthing the lyrics. You can tell that they're going to, you know, layer the lyrics on top of it. But I think there's a natural comedy to it all, which it just makes it far more whimsical and uh, relatable. Um, so yeah, just like, yeah, it's very it's very like. Classic Jake or the early words. He likes playful love R and B song, right? And I think this is you know, coming back from retirement, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. From, from gotta, gotta start gotta start light and fun and 
guess get Ayu. <laughs> yeah, Ayu. What a big, what a big get, right? Done. Um, and then kind of a quick commentary on like Ayu. I think her vocals definitely pair really well with this style of music. I personally would love it if she just did a com- not a complete shift, but perhaps like a mini album of like this style of R&B, um, you know, different variations of it, of course. But if she did an R&B album, I, I, I think I think I, I, someone would have to speak at my eulogy. Reach, would you love to do that? You, you could be one of the many speakers, of course, because I would definitely just be dead. Um, oh, you, you must have loved when IU did her song with uh, GD, I think. Yes, uh, off palette. Twenty uh, palette, yeah. Off of palette, yes. Um, I, I go back to that song. I go back to that entire album all the time. Um, that, there's just there's just an emotion to that song where you kind of feel that they have a sincere, deep relationship and friendship. Um, whatever that is, I, I don't know if it still exists. I don't know if they're still as close as what they seem to have been back in what 2016, 2017, I believe, around that mm. time definitely just business i think (laughs) yeah well just business but at the same time i think there's a natural friendship right just artistically is is kind of what i'm alluding to i think there was a lot of rumors that they could have been dating but i do think that just like j park and iu have a friendship gd and iu have a friendship right um so much any collab yeah any collab's gonna go into are they dating right (laughs) right i mean i think that was like the big thing for like years it's like are they dating are they dating it's like well Maybe, but ultimately, it's it's fine. Hopefully, hopefully, but what a power couple! Um, I did make a playlist this week of um, like chill hop music, so I put uh, Ganadara um, on the playlist, followed by Soulmate featuring Zico. Uh, no, sorry, Zico featuring Ayu Soulmate. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Warren for uh, mentioning that, and then I put Ayu's song Troll from uh, Lilac featuring Dean. So those three songs kind of back to back to back creates this amazingly wonderful like R&B experience with IU kind of at the centerpiece. Uh, yeah, can I get that album? Reach, can you help me out? Can you manifest this with me, please? Someone help. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's. <laughs> let me it, let me write a letter. Please do. You you know better Korean than I do. You can you can do it. Uh, I believe in you. Um, but yeah, just with with this power power couple they're not a couple this uh power collaboration um uh, I, I think it's a nice kind of palette refresher from the typical k-pop because i i love k-pop i consume it all the time but for me like i i do need something you know kind of chill something closer to what i've been listening to my entire life i think for the most part i've been listening to r&b mm-hmm. and hip-hop music um it wasn't until again 2010s that i did start listening to k-pop so it's a nice kind of callback and reminder and also jay park and i no well, we're, I guess similar in the sense of both Asian American, but you know, coming from like the West Coast, there is kind of that similarity as well. Um, so yeah, you know, shout out to Jay Park, and you know, whatever you think of him as a person, you, you, know, you just kind of separate that because he, he's he's not a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he made mistakes. That's fine. Where'd that come from? <laughs> uh, I, I think it's uh, so. Warren had posted on the Patreon. Um, what did you think about what do you think about Jay Park? Like, what are your thoughts on Jay Park? And there was a bit of a discussion on kind of his history, the comments he's made in the past, kind of like bonehead comments. But you can also understand, oh, yeah. You're talking about when he, I guess, wasn't get kicked out per se. He was forced kicked out of JYP and 2AM because of this one comment he made. Yeah, which was a long, long, long ago. It was a long time ago. He was very young. I think he was still like I don't I think he was 25 yet. He was very young, and I think that's yeah. He was. Go ahead. I think it's just maturation, right? Um, you were gonna say. Yeah, I think I think he, he's still, uh, I guess, an LA guy, in heart when he was going to, uh, Korea to, be two AM, and Korea back then was a lot more, conservative than today, I believe so, and whatever he said really just, ticked the public, and. You know, and he didn't understand that, and well, paid the price and came back ten times as strong. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's how you you know it's how you show remorse, and then what you do afterwards, right? I don't think anyone mm-hmm. is defined by a mistake. I don't think anyone is inherently bad by something small that they did when they were younger. It's just yeah. incredibly magnified when you're in the public eye and an entertainer, right? So, um, you know, did he ever? reunite with his 2am 
not 2 a.m., 2 p.m. Um, members? No, right? I, I don't think so. Yeah. Think not, so. not that I, I would know. love to see that. Yeah. That would, I mean, that'd be great, right? Just, you know, yeah. bring back some nostalgia. All right. Um, you know, that, that was a nice little uh, J Park IU detour. I uh, appreciate you hanging hanging in there with me, Reach. All right. No, well, no, no. Um, well, we're going we're gonna to start to wrap things up with some closing thoughts. You know, spring is here. I think it's here. I think in California for you and I, we've been in spring for like four months already. But, um, yes. you know, spring is a time for new beginnings. It's a time for um, kind of the, the change in weather and people going outside. What are you looking forward to for the latter half of the year? As, you know, the world opens up, as things become warmer, not just in California, but everywhere else. Um, what are you hopeful for for the rest of the year? Oh, the rest of the year. Uh, you know, I like to go day by day. I'm not a far planner, so... Mask mandate is no longer a thing here. I've seen a lot of people walking around without masks, and yes, it feels weird walking without a mask now. I feels like oh, I'm missing something. Um, K-pop wise, there's a several debut and comeback I'm looking forward to. Um, like Purple Kiss. Uh, there's this new group, uh, Idly One. With Ririka, which is a girl kind of 999 contestant in there. Uh, I've watched their, I guess, pre debut content. Uh, hopeful. See how they sound. Um, and not getting sick. Cross my thing. Yes, I, I hope you stay healthy and well, too. Um, Okay, Preplicus, uh, Dalmonic, I think will uh, will help you with that. He has been posting nonstop. Thank you, Dalmonic, <laughs> uh, in the Preplicus thread. Uh, Ririka, um, I I'm very I'm very behind with news. I only hear about things when people talk about uh, certain idols or I get pinged in something. Well, I don't follow oh. it very well, but I did watch. Can't follow everything. I was I was a very big fan of of all the things that were happening. You know. Final group notwithstanding. But Ririka, you know, she stood out. She was very, very bubbly, very happy. Um, I had no idea that she was going to debut. So uh, do you know when yeah. um, that group will, will will happen? Not sure. Not sure. No teasers yet, just behind stuff, you know, like training. And they're, uh, oh, they do have a teaser come out. Love in Bloom That's what it's called. Great title for spring. Love it. I guess it's spring comeback. Yeah. Um, I think the, the other member that I get tagged in a lot, thank you, Joe Cab, is uh, Ruan. Um, I, I, you know, I, 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 I liked her a lot on the show. I was not like a super big stand everyone, um, but because I've gotten tagged so much over the past three months, four months, uh, I just, I just, I really like her now. I want to see her debut. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see what she's about. Um, Yurina, I think, is debuting um, solo from. Yes, she had the teaser out. Yeah, no, that's super crazy. Yes. Yeah. Do you know the details of that? Uh, I'm asking you on the spot because I don't know. Do you know if she's Yurina? Yeah, if if that's going to be a Korean debut or a Japanese debut? Uh, I think it's Japanese. Okay. That Pretty sure it's Japanese. Makes sense. Um, oh, and about Ali One, they were supposed to debut March fifteenth, but because mid April. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So one month. Yeah. It could also be the a shift in debut because it, right now it's going to be really packed. <laughs> I mean, we we just went through the first half of the month. It feels a little slower, but we just had Solar um, today. Oh, yeah. I yesterday. Not, yeah, I did not catch up with uh, the uh, like two days and yesterday's drops. So I got to go back to do that. Yeah, yeah. No worries, man. Um, and then yeah, there's... Yeah. Uh, and Queendom 2. There's Queendom 2 is happening. Um, and then we got Red Velvet, Stray Kids, and Oh My Girl to, to round out the yes. month. So... Oh my god, it's a busy month. Oh man! Uh, so those you are my those are my things that I'm looking forward to because Red Velvet. I I want this whatever this is, whatever horror, dark concept, craziness. Give me all of it, um, and then oh my girl, it's just they they have my heart. 
so much. Didn't they just drop something from Japan? They're, I think they're doing two things: doing a Japanese yeah. release and a Korean release. Yeah, I think they're different think as twice. well. Yeah, twice. Just, just keep rolling. Just keep going, man. <laughs> oh man, um, reach amazing yeah. conversation sir i appreciate you coming on um do you have any closing thoughts do you have any uh words of wisdom you'd like to uh give the audience in the soju talk nation oh man i'm not that old okay uh not that wise yet but keep watching your favorite korean show and try to watch it without sub and i promise you you will catch language. I I watch a lot. Repetition. I believe in repetition. Beautiful. But it's been great. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, I hope I did fine. And I uh, hope someone... Uh, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> no, no worries, man. You you yeah. did you did excellent. You did you were you were uh, you were well thought out. You know, I learned a lot about you. I learned a lot about just like how you operate. I think it's very eye opening and helpful for just a lot of people to connect um, a, a username to a voice and a personal story. And I do feel like um, you know that your personal story is incredibly unique, but also relatable to so many people who've gone through you know, perhaps something very similar. So I do appreciate that you're so willing and open to share um, because it honestly enriches my life to hear things like this. And um, yeah, you are definitely part of it now. So thank you, sir, for uh, for, for doing that. Uh, no, thank you for providing the platform. Of course, man. All right, uh, let's sign out. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Soju the Soju Sessions on the Soju Talk Nation <laughs> podcast feed. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-Pop Podcast Discord. For Reach, this is Crispy, and this has been the Soju Sessions. Bye.